Welcome to Future Commerce, the podcast about cutting edge and next generation commerce. I'm your host, Philip. And I'm your co-host, Brian. <laughs> and, you know, co being, you, we do this together. This right. is our podcast. This is the, this is uh, the one uh, that we host together. And this is a podcast about people that are passionate about digital commerce and passionate about the future of commerce and uh, by people in the industry and for people in the industry. Um, and so today we're going to talk about conversational commerce, kind of a, a continuation about our uh, from the last episode of the podcast. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit today about the things that are challenging and uh, why the future is not quite here yet. Yeah, we've got a ways to go. As got a little ways we'll, to go. We'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll get into it a little <laughs> bit in the show. We've got some great news at the top of the show as well. Um, so uh, uh, stay tuned. We want you to give us feedback uh, about this show uh, because we want you to be involved. So I need you uh, to scroll down. If you're on, on the Future Commerce FM site right now, I need you to scroll down to the bottom, go to the discuss box. We want to hear back from you about what you like to hear on the show and uh, what you are doing right now in the in the realm of Future Commerce and, uh, and tell us what you want us to talk about because we want this to be as much about you as it as it is about uh, us and what we're doing uh, currently in in digital commerce. And also, uh, if you are uh, if you use iTunes or if you have uh, an Android device, you can subscribe. So go on iTunes uh, right now or on Google Play, um, or you can listen straight from your Amazon Echo device uh, with TuneIn Radio with the phrase Alexa, play Future Commerce. And I have to silence Alexa over here because she's gonna. I know, I know. Yeah, like, she who shall not sh- be sh- named. Sh- sh- she shoot. I know she just can't. I really shouldn't have this thing in in the same room, actually. <laughs> so, how's it going, Brian? Oh, it's going pretty good, Philip. You know, just uh, enjoying the nice weather here in the Pacific Northwest. Got a little <laughs> hike in with the family. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, the pretty pretty decent hike for for my little guys. Uh, did about three point five miles and about a thousand feet in elevation. For- oh, how do you track that? Uh, my wife tracked it, so I don't know. <laughs> That's what oh, she told you... me that we did. <laughs> okay. Do you have a Do you have a wearable of any kind that you? No, use? actually, I didn't use a wearable in this case. I probably could have. It should have. Um, but no, she just went back and mapped mapped it afterwards. Do you have? Um, so I I, I know. Th- so first of all, the wearables market like collapsed recently. I, first of all. I don't even know how we start. <laughs> this is just you and me. We just talk about this sorts of stuff. We didn't plan this at no, all. No, we but didn't. No, we the didn't. wearables market continues about. to collapse. This is good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, because there are big players in the space, like Jawbone just announced that they're getting out of wearables. Dude, um, and the thing is, like, okay, there's been a, t- a lot of chatter about like how l- the lack of accuracy. Uh, right. Right. You know, and also. There's a bunch of knockoffs that are out there, and you can go get a wearable for under twenty dollars now. That's true. <laughs> it does and, and almost I think, the same stuff. And your phone does the stuff now. Yes, your phone does the stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> why would you ever need? <laughs> why uh, would you ever need to buy? Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm a big fan of Fitbit. Um, yeah. I, you know, my wife and I both have Fitbits. Um, you wouldn't know it looking at me. Uh, but <laughs> we both have Fitbits, and well, I have the. Uh, I do not have a Fitbit, so there you go. Uh, I really should. I, but uh, I actually don't like my Fitbit very much. Um, as much as I like rubber banded uh, watches, um, because of the <laughs> the hold, you know, uh, I feel like back in the day, the Audemars Peugeot, like those old, like expensive <laughs> watches. I always feel like when I have a rubber band on my watch, that I have like a twenty thousand dollar watch on. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, do not. It's just not comfortable, and it's it gets sweaty. It's just terrible. Um. But I, you know, the wearable thing is 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 interesting. Your phone does all of that now. I, yeah. I, do you use do you use uh, any like the, the I Android? Did. Uh, I did when I was on Microsoft, uh, and <laughs> when I got off of that, I just <laughs> didn't do anything after that. <laughs> uh, we have, you know, we have the the whole thing. We have the scale. Um, we have the uh, you know, we have the whole deal. You know what would be incredible. And this is this is, I think, a really interesting play um, that they've not done yet, and I think would be a great um, market, you know, for Amazon because they seem to get into every market anyway. Yes, um, it would be amazing to have an Internet of Things sort of like you know Prime Now button sort of a deal, but on my phone, my wearable um, for things like you know meal services, like you know Blue Apron or you know something to that effect, where. Um, 
you know, I can use contextually, like when I'm working out, I can use, you know, a button or a series of buttons. You earn your or something. meals? Is that where you're going with this? Yeah, something to the effect like I <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I want to be able to track a lot of things like my mood. Um yeah. or you know what I'm saying? Like totally. there's there's a lot of really interesting things that I think could be uh, you know, especially with, you know, uh uh No, you know, dude, you're touching on something that I want to have a whole episode on. Okay. Uh, which is like like an inter- internet of things sort of gamification of fitness and actually yes. how that plays into commerce. Yes. Um, there's a, there's a whole episode on that. I think we should plan that one and do that one soon because there's but a lot But this is the thing there. that's missing is that I don't really care about how much elevation I had today. I want to, I want to be able to make purchase decisions based on that stuff. Like, uh, yep. what if I, what, you know, did you just know. gain yourself another cheeseburger? Yeah, exactly. Something to that effect. <laughs> but no, no, no. Something like, you know, if, if I could tell um, my Echo what I'm hungry for through the week or something like that, and then it could build up, you know, my Blue Apron order. Yeah. Something to that effect. Like, oh my I, gosh, wouldn't that be so much easier to, instead of like having to enter oh things gosh. that you're eating into your, into your app? Wouldn't it be well, so awesome yeah. if you could just be like, hey, this is what I ate today? <laughs> like a, a voice track, a voice fitness track. I, I wonder if there's already a skill out there for that. We should look into that. Yeah. Well, speaking of skills. Yes. Good. We are getting into the show. <laughs> yeah, this is it. So uh, news, huge news right off the top. Huge Go news <laughs> is. <laughs> you break Alexis, it. Break it to us. Yes, there it is. Breaking news. This, the uh, skill store just got a, a, a facelift uh, and updates. And with that, they are now um, allowing voice-activated skill enablement. So uh, there's there's two massive announcements. Number one, um, we were just they must have done it because they've been listening to the podcast. I obviously, would say so. um, but with the, all the episodes we posted so far. we were just <laughs> complaining about how awful the Alexa skill store is, and we were just complaining about how it's basically impossible to find anything that's not made by the Mormon Church. <laughs> um, and now. Uh, things are a lot easier as things are categorized now. Yeah. Um, you know, they have a lot of featured and editor picks. Uh, I want to play with a little bit more before I give it my full judgment, but it looks yes. better. It definitely yes. looks better. <laughs> and, you know, uh, and we'll make a, our official, uh, skill of the day, uh, selection at the end of the show. So stick yes. around. Yes. Um, but we only found that because of this announcement today. Um, but by far the coolest thing, which I think is just so obvious uh, you can enable skills now straight from the Echo itself or, you know, related Alexa style, you know, devices. Um, Which is really useful because then your friend can tell you about a skill and you could just be like Alexa yes. and enable this skill instead of having to go on your app and go yeah. look for it. And maybe you may or may or may not be able to find it. You know, I, I think. This is this is just it makes sense. Given well, it, was the just, it was just obvious. Yeah. It was obvious and should have been done a long, long time ago, considering that's been out for just about a year now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I it's it's very, very cool. So I'm I'm excited about that. I've yet to try it. Um, yeah. It's a brand new announcement just I, happened today. I am still looking forward to the day when they will will allow people to charge for their skills. I think that that is going to be. Oh, I mean, that's that's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's it's a necessary step. But I think this is a great step towards that. And I understand why they didn't start that way. I mean, it it makes sense to more make it more of a project thing, make it more of a, you know, let's get people interested in, in on board with this. And then all of a sudden we can start throwing some 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 legitimate like built app apps that that people will pay for and, and, and get even more use out of. So we'll I mean, see. do you remember, can you remember back to 2007? Barely. And can you remember? I was pretty <laughs> young. I was pretty young. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't give me that garbage. Um, so I was, not. <laughs> um, but if you, if you can remember back to, you know, that time, um, and the iPhone was brand new and the, everybody was, uh, you know, uh, opining that, you know, what if, if, how amazing would it be if Apple just opened up, you know, the, the SDK for developers, yes. they could create their own apps. And Apple was no, 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 HTML5, you know, no flash. You got to make, uh, uh, you got to make, you know, web apps that are, you know, are, uh, are app-like. And, you know, we've, we heard the term responsive for the first time. And these are all interesting conversations that, you know, it took almost two years um, from the date of the release or the announcement of the iPhone to the day that we actually saw some semblance of a, 
of uh of commerce happening there that you know uh that we all that i think has changed the world Dude, really that makes, that's been go ahead, finish, that? your, finish your thought I think that's that's the killer app here is that micro purchases, you know, digital goods purchases, things, you know, what are what they're, what's been called clickless commerce. Those things should be enabled for app developers um, in the Alexa app store. But it's you know, it's a long way out still. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's not. <laughs> um. <laughs> They've got a little bit of work to do. I think the fact that some of these, you know, obviously require um, connection to, you know, other accounts that you may have. Right. Um, it would be really nice if everything in this world just worked the way that, you know, uh, oh, this is so cool because it's it plays right into one of those things that uh, I, I, I'm going to complain about because I'm old. Um, I... I really geeked out over uh, at Shop Talk. Um, they had this the announcement of like the Facebook Messenger sort of you know uh, rollout as its like own standalone little you know Messenger dot com right you know app thing. And you know one of the things with Messenger dot com is like oh if I wanted to connect with you and I know you or I don't necessarily know you you're not my Facebook friend I can sort of just hold up my contact card on on the phone and it's this really Scan beautiful. The QR code. Yeah, it's like a QR code, but it's a really beautiful, like, layout. So, yesterday, I'm going through the Taco Bell drive-thru, and Taco Bell is um, still continuing to innovate in commerce. You know, Which they have is their impressive. Own app. Like, they're doing it's, some yeah, very ridic- cool things. Like, it's ridiculous. I, and I know there are other things in the works <laughs> that, that will be released not long from now. Okay, so <laughs> I, I'm not privy to those things, I guess. But I, I've, I don't have the... Let me just... Let me admit, I don't have the Taco Bell app. Okay, me I don't either. have. I don't really go to Taco Bell. I don't <laughs> use the Taco Bell Taco Bot, the Slack Taco Bot, you know, for group uh, Taco Taco Bell orders. Which is who even does that? Um, those are all interesting things and very forward thinking. The thing that blew my mind was I got my receipt at Taco Bell, and there's a advertisement for their Snapchat at the bottom of the receipt, and I looked at it, and this is how I know I'm old is that when I looked at it. I realized, oh my gosh, that is a QR code. It is every Snapchat avatar that I've seen on the internet is a unique QR code to be able to connect with people on Snapchat. I've never known this. (laughs) I I never knew this. But that whole ghost (laughs) that whole ghost thing has a lot of dots around it, and that's that is Snapchat. That's that's a thing. So you know, me kind of crediting Facebook, yeah, they they definitely made a much more beautiful implementation of that, but that's this is the next, you know, this is what people are doing. Well, anyway. I mean, that's, that's actually true. I think, you know, it's interesting that you, I'm going to kind of take this a little bit different direction. Sure, but, sure, sure, sure. Um, you know, I think that there's some some newer chat services that are doing some really cool things that I think you're going to see uh, some some of the more, you know, the, the larger uh, platforms out there sort of implement and maybe do it better than these, you know, these, these newer, you know, more emerging chat apps. Well, uh, WhatsApp has a has a loginless, you know, web app. It's it's a QR code. Yeah. You know, if you want to log in on WhatsApp, you you hold your phone up to a QR code on on the web app. Right. Um. You know, Slack. You can log in with just a link that like a magic link. So. Well, and then, I think. Yeah, and, and it's not just limited to QR codes. I mean, I think you look at what's going on with. WeChat and stickers and oh, yeah. and and, and how iMessages is, is ready to just embrace that with open arms. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I I sat around WWDC for the 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 uh, iMessages breakout, and they were yeah. all about stickers, and and rightfully so. I mean, I think that the, like initially when I first heard about stickers, I was like, oh, it's emojis. Yeah. How dumb oh, wait, is that? That's it's what I a little bit more than that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> It's a, it's a real communication. It's, it, I mean, not that emojis weren't, but it, this is just taking it to a new level. But I think it's going to open up doors for types of communication that weren't really available before. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all I'll say, well, say that, you know, some of these more mature platforms, or at least US-centric platforms, yes. are starting to adopt these emerging trends um, and, and perhaps do them better, do them in a way that at least us in the US can actually... Uh, leverage them and, and take advantage of them. Well, if they could find a way somehow to put um, to make the the ability for us to hook up new skills 
on on you know on on our echo devices which is my my you know she who shall not be named phrase now um if if, yes. they, if we could find a way for us to hook up those new skills without having to you know provide you know single sign on login information between like if i could do that totally without the need to have an app you know um or or something that's more ubiquitous like if i could connect either my gmail or my facebook or Twitter or something that's already a shared logon that I use for a lot of different services to, yeah. to my, you know, as a, as a skill itself, then this becomes a lot more, you know, uh, a, a lot more interesting anyway. Yeah. Uh, very, very cool updates. I'm really hoping to see a lot more of this kind of stuff. They continue to innovate week on week. Um, you know, I'm, I've got too many of these devices already. Um, <laughs> and it's controlling so much of my life as it is. Um, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's very, very cool. It is very cool. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, where it continues to go. Um, speaking yeah. of where it's at versus where it's going. Yeah. Um, let's talk, let's talk about that for a second, because, you know, here we are, you know, we spent the whole episode last episode talking about conversational yeah. commerce. And um, let's 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 spend a few seconds kind of discussing maybe where it's at right now, because we, we know, you know, um, yeah, one could have walked away from our last episode and said, wow, this is, you know, everything's rosy. It's exciting. Yeah, There's it's so much exciting. All the big companies are getting in on it. It's recognized as the next, you know, it's the conversational economy, right? It's happening. Yep. Um, yep. But. I, I, so Chris Messina released his Messina bot today. <laughs> and I, I had a little, I had a little fun with the Messina bot. I didn't even spend all that much time on it, honestly, you know, maybe 15 minutes. And I felt like it was pretty rudimentary. I mean, I get, I get it. You know, there's not much out there like it. Sure. But that's kind of the point. It's rudimentary. Like, this it's is a proof first of concept. Gen, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. first gen stuff. Um, initially, when I first used it on my on my phone, it was right. buggy. Like I got triple responses several times in a row, and I switched to my desktop, and it worked fine. But so for I those mean, who aren't initiated, could you could you you know uh, could you give me a little bit of uh, uh, right. uh, background on background, what, what right, the heck right. Messina bot is? What is a Messina bot? Right, Messina bot is essentially. Um, it's Chris Messina's extension of himself as a bot. Um, in short, it's like his resume and things that he likes. It's kind of like his 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 mess his, his messenger resume and Pinterest board in one. <laughs> if if we could bottle up all of his hubris and put that into <laughs> into digital form. Um, Speaking of which, Chris, we want you on the show. Uh, if you're listening. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> and I think actually he was inspired by other people who'd done similar things. That's right. That's absolutely um, correct. Yeah, so like Esther Crawford, I yes. think, is, is one of those people actually, I think um, didn't, in the space. Didn't she actually build his bot or work with him on the bot? <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Esther Esther bot is, you know, something that specifically, I think, uses LinkedIn or whatever to like make your resume into a bot. Um you know, I've joked for a long time as somebody who, you know, I'm a platform developer and I, you know, I work with Magento and I've joked for a long time that my, you know, my personal resume should really just be a Magento store. That's like, you can add, you know, if you want to contact me, you have to add, you it's know, like all of my awards that, to the shopping cart. And yes. then like, you know what I mean? No, somebody this actually is, did that. They ran the resume as a product page. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it was clever. It's clever. I think uh, it works exactly one time. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> totally. If, the second person that comes along, you hate that person. Well, you know? kind of. So they're, instead of saying like, so their 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 idea is that this is is sort of replacing the personal website because um, it's easier to find um, and you can pack more info into it. I would argue that that is actually not true right now. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> I would rather. So tell me what your experience with Messina Bot was like. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. like I was saying earlier, like it was buggy up front. Uh, until I moved to desktop and I moved to desktop and I, I got presented with a couple of options. Um, I kind of, I clicked on one of them. You can actually click on different things in the chat that take you to the next phase of interaction. You can go back to home using different hotkeys. I, I'll say the home menu, when I first got to it, um, I wasn't 
paying all that much attention. I was trying to go through the flow pretty quickly. Right. But uh, I thought there were three options. I was completely wrong. That you could actually scroll through it. There's like a slider on the home menu. And when I slid through it, like you could slide through it and, and find more options. But I didn't notice that until I actually came back later. I put it down for a minute and came to back to it. And and so I'm not saying that's a big deal, but it's just there's there's things about it that, you know, I I asked it a couple of questions, probably a little bit unfairly, not crazy questions, but um, it just felt so it's it felt like I was experiencing MSN Messenger when it first came out. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, uh, it you know it, it it it's cool. It's the next step. It's necessary, and it can definitely be improved upon. And I think um, I think that's you know I think Chris would probably say that as well. He would totally agree with that. Um, but oh yeah, I mean I th- there's nobody that is taking this you know very seriously right. i think it's it's just it's on brand you know first of all chris messina who is kind of prolific yes. is Should like the technology him. lead at uber <laughs> yes. um you know so I, I i think it's sort of on brand with some of the other things when you look at what uber has done you know with with the amazon echo and some some of the other you know sort of forward thinking uh integrations like facebook messenger um so yeah i i think it it, it definitely works out one thing that kind of you know, you, you touched on, which is the, one of the challenges that really I I think is going to play out is that because this isn't a visual uh, medium from, for the most part, because it's not a visual medium, we're trying to cram visual medium, uh, 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 you know, the things that we're used to working with in a visual medium, we're trying to cram those things into these, into these experiences that maybe they don't work well for, um, it's, it's the weird trough that I talk about, you know, every technology has, has a, a valley in its graph, you know, from X to Y, or I'm sorry, yeah, it's X, Y graph. So from, from left to right along, along the X axis, you have people who have been doing something for 20, 30 years who have a lot of work because that technology is so old that nobody uses it anymore. And, you know, those people somehow survived that valley, that trough in the middle that uh, where everybody was unemployed because people had worked, you know, moved away. I'm talking about things like COBOL and Fortran. And, you know, um, there's, there are technologies that, and skill sets, which only become more valuable after they're decades old, but nobody wants to work with a technology that's 10, 12 years old. Um, then they, you know, you go way to the right on the graph and, you know, there's brand new technologies that also, you know, are in high demand. It's the stuff in the middle nobody really wants to do. And it's really interesting because if you look back 20 years, what were people doing 20 years ago? People were creating multi-user domain like MUD, you know, yeah. and BBS servers and and chat bots and BBS servers. And there was a whole skill set in a non-visual medium that was entirely based on, you know, context of you know, conversation. And those skill sets have all but died off. And the people that are extremely skilled in creating decision trees and creating scripts that are, uh, that can be understood contextually by a human without having to, you know, have these really clunky interfaces that Mm -hmm. maybe are sliders or maybe, you know, for you to understand where in the conversation or where in a decision tree you are with that takes a level of artistry, right? It's beyond totally. just this is not just a technical skill. Yeah, it's not just a technical skill. This is really a human interaction skill. Yeah, like it, I would argue that it's not a technical skill at all. Yeah, it's an art. It is, I mean, I, I mean, I think they're, they're, I mean, there's definitely yeah. science to it, no doubt about it. But yes, the, uh, yeah. Fine. The, the idea is that this is this is actually not the same thing as like this 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 medium is not going to be transformed by developers. They're going right. to play a part in it. But it's you, you know, user experience designers who have uh, a, 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 good, a better understanding of of human interaction that they are going to be the ones that actually drive this forward to the next level. I think um, there's a whole element of you know of behavioral um, and and personality sciences. I think you mm-hmm. know like behavioral and and personality uh, analysis, things like that, that will come into play here that nobody's considering right now. Yes. Um, you know, you mentioned a while ago, and I'm trying to lead you to talk about it, but I'll just ask you straight up. <laughs> you said something to the effect, like the people that are going to be really successful here 
are like humorists and, yes. uh, you know, comedians and people that have, that are very good at provoking positive reactions from people. Exactly. Right? We, need, we need to stop thinking like we're on a flat page. We need to start thinking like this is people talking back and forth. And yes. how would you actually interact? And obviously there's an objective, which is true for most conversations. I mean, this yeah. is not, um, th- this is not the web. This right. is just people, people trying to, inter- you know, accomplish something with a conversation. Um, and so, yes, we're going to see <laughs> the marketing people might be the ones that actually like make this happen. Yeah. They innovate. They'll be innovating yeah. here. Right. Um, yeah. So no, I think that's, that's a, that's, it's, it's, I'm glad you brought that back up. I forgot that I even said that. And it's a really good point. <laughs> and, yeah. Good job, past Brian. Yes. You did a great job there. Um, I, I think, and that's really stuck with me because I think that's the it, it's people who who are able to create, um, you know, non clunky. Uh, you know, I, I I don't really have the the right phrase for it, but people who can really create slick interfaces. You know that you know it's it's well not even slick it, interfaces. Yeah, it's it's the people that like maybe they're the ones at the office that you might consider a little bit of the chatterbox. Like you, you, you might avoid <laughs> them for a second when they first come in because they're ready to converse with you. They're ready to share ideas and, and, and make, you know, make the workplace about communication and not just of, of <laughs> not just of business ideas, but also of their lives. Uh, right. So, yeah, well, I think, anyway, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. There's a lot of challenge right now, I think specifically because the, you know, w- we're not there yet. And, and so the things that people are doing are very, you know, rudimentary and proof of, proof yes, of concept. Yes, actually, and, that brings up sort of the next thing, which relays, like, it's a perfect example of this, which is the uh, spring um, uh, Facebook bot uh, and, and interaction. Um there's a spring. There's a, so spring is a shopping site, right? Yes, correct. Uh, there's a BuzzFeed article uh, by uh, Katie Natopoulos uh, posted on April 13th. And she documents her experience trying to perch, purchase um, via uh, the Facebook Messenger uh, chat platform um, from the spring bot. And <laughs> I want to just read you a quick little excerpt out of this. Cause I think it really yeah, sets yeah. the stage for this. Um, um, she starts to go in, she's going to buy some sneakers and ask her a couple of initial questions. And then she says, little did I know it would entail almost two and a half hours, endless <gasps> frustration and near constant shaming by the bot over my budget. I mean, so what? So could, did she go into any more detail there? Because I'd love to hear what what that means exactly. Like, yeah, constantly, basically redirecting you back to things that are more expensive. Exactly. Yeah, like constantly trying to. She she had a hundred dollar budget, and it was constantly trying to sell her five hundred dollars shoes. So it, could, <laughs> it, it was like it couldn't remember her price range, and it was like see more like this. Oh, $500 sneakers that you can't afford because you're poor. (laughs) (laughs) Away with you plebeian. Exactly. I'm only here to talk to rich people. Like that's (laughs) Um, exactly. Yeah. Which is such a shame. What a, what a terrible waste. And, and, Um, and, 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 and so it just kept trying to upsell her and upsell her. And the selection was limited via the bot. Like it didn't even include, I don't think it included their full, um, their full site inventory. Um, Mm. and it was, well, at least at minimum, the lack of the ability to see their offerings sorted by price was, was a big problem. Um, and then, you know, it's, really 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 painful to shop for things one item at a time that's where that yeah that's the worst yeah Yeah. not only could she not sort and and you know try to find narrow the field but she was looking at each item one by one by one and that is just not efficient (laughs) well Um, i i get frustrated myself so i i've done things you know with uh with she who shall not be named. And, you know, I'll say something to the effect of, uh, um, 
Oh, this is this is a great example because I think it's like one of those canonical examples. First of all, I've ordered something. I've ordered this item from Amazon before. So it's not like it doesn't have context. Right. But I, you know, I said, uh, you know, please order a uh, a Whirlpool number four refrigerator filter, water filter. And it's a, oh, you know, we see that you bought this before. Uh, uh, like it responded back and it gave me some hope that, oh, it knows exactly what I want. And then it proceeded to read off the 15 brand names and marketplace like names of where it's all available for. And it was oh, literally like a three minute long dissertation. And it's like item number one was found for 76 99 from yada. And I'm just like, gosh, stop, just stop already. Like, yes, I, I, it was, it was extremely frustrating. Dude. I can't remember if we talked about this is a bunny trail. I can't remember if we talked about this on a previous show or if we were just talking about it. Cause like sometimes our conversations and what we talk about on here, oh, yeah, they, it all like blends so together. Natural. Yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's just kind of blends together. And so I know we've talked about this before, but I can't wait for Amazon to, to give you more power uh, over sort of your view of their, of their marketplace. Yes. Like, like customized, uh, views kind of like, I mean, if you ever worked with like, um, diff- you know, CRMs often allow you to do that with data, they'll mm-hmm. allow you to sort of save a preference of a, yes. a, a snapshot, right? Yep. Um, and so ultimately, I think Amazon is, you know, it's getting to that point where it's such a large marketplace, it'd be so much better, and especially for you know, buying through Alexa, where you could work within a framework that you, that you have created for yourself, yeah. Well, I think I think that'll get there. I I, I think, you know, you were kind of getting to a point where it's it's like, you know, uh, you know, her her write up um, uh, was was uh, it was very, very frustrating of uh, having one product at a time. Um, And then and then something to the effect of uh, 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 what was it you said? It was uh, oh, there was a great pull quote and I can't remember it at the moment. Um, it, it, it sucks because, uh, oh, oh wait, uh, I apologize. That's a completely different article. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that, that was on a completely different we'll article, but yeah, you no, know, that, that, that quote, we will talk about that quote, but yeah, no, yeah. uh, just to kind of finish out the article. And I think that these are two huge points as well. Yeah. There are no customer views <laughs> on the bot at all. And so you're taking the word of a recommendation from the company, <laughs> which is right. why they recommended the most expensive possible pair of sneakers that they could. Yeah, do. probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, um, and then finally, it's like, uh, this was a, the, the, her final complaint. It doesn't have all of your Facebook info safe for checkout. So she still had to go through the full process of checking out. Now I can bet you that Facebook is looking to make this uh, a lot better of experience. Uh, I believe it's David Marcus who leads up the Facebook M team. Right. And he came from PayPal. And so I cannot see this um, staying this way. It's like, I expect that the payments piece of, of anything to do with messenger is going to get really slick very soon. Well, I, I think, you know, one, one thing she had said was, um, I had to check out from scratch at the spring site. Yes. So it like links you over to the site and then, and then you have to reenter all this information. The whole point of Facebook messenger is that there's payments built into the platform. Yeah. So I should be able to use messenger to send the payment in lieu of me going to your site and registering and checking out. Yes. Um, so, you know, I think her like, final summation was there's literally no advantage to using the bot service through messenger. Yeah. In fact, it, it's just, it, it makes everything harder. Um, so I, you know, it's, and that's it's consistent with my experience of the Messina bot as well. Like it, it, frankly, it's just not as efficient to, <laughs> <laughs> I would rather look at Chris Messina's Pinterest board if he even has one and, or look at his, his personal website to find that information out and try to walk through the very like arduous task of working with his bot. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we'll, it just, it needs to mature. I think, you know, you look at um, one of the very first uh, explosions on the Apple App Store uh, was, you know, everybody was making a calculator to the point that they actually just said, we're not going to allow calculator apps on the App Store anymore. 
Like it's 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 a silly thing to 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 have an app for. Um, it's kind of an obvious thing. Yeah. Uh, nobody could have ever predicted, you know, Airbnb and and Uber in two thousand seven. Like that. That's not even something that would have ever even been, you know, you know, you would never have envisioned that kind of a thing. So, yes. um, and and then to further to say that you would have uh, uh, things like you know, Hotel Tonight or Uber that like canonically just exist in an app. They don't exist through the web. Like, why would you ever limit yourself to, you know, to market penetration and devices? Like, why would you ever do that? Yeah. I, I think we're going to have the same sort of experience in conversational commerce where uh, people are trying to shoehorn these old ideas and paradigms. Um, I, I, I think, you know, shopping for on spring is, First of all, you know the first thing you see when you go on shopspring.com is 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 a dude with uh with this you know silly shirt on and he's he's you know, uh, <laughs> I just, you know it's like I it's just not my thing I guess <laughs> it's yeah. like I'm too old for this um but it's also just it's just not a great way to to shop in that regard I yeah totally so. and I and I think so this this is this is not um this is not just limited to the experience of you know of Katie uh, via this article as well. No, um, no, no, no. In fact, like bigger names, bigger names. Are yeah. So back to Greylock, um, Sarah Gross, uh, second article on the conversational economy, uh, hits on this pretty hard. In fact, okay. Now back to that quote you were, you wanted me to hit on, which was, <laughs> she says the current bubble or bot bubble of developer interest is in many cases, not leading to great experiences in Poncho's case. Uh, Poncho is, is a, a conversational um, app, uh, it, an experience described as frustrating and useless and the <laughs> slowest way to use the internet. <laughs> this harshness <laughs> is undeserved, but it shows how hard it is to do this, not just well, but better than all other options. In short, there's just certain software and, and experiences that should not be run through conversational yep. experience, yep. through conversational experience. Yep. Um, or if there is a conversational experience for it, it should really be complementary and not the primary way of interacting with that, uh, that company or software. Exactly. Um, That's, yeah. That's so I would phenomenal. love, to, I mean, think about how cool it would be if instead of Spring's experience being like this sort of standalone experience, it was actually really well integrated with their store. And you could actually switch back and forth between Facebook Messenger and their store and any chat that you had going on with their, their team there. Um, and you had a shared cart and all, you know, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of really cool things you could do that don't, that aren't strictly conversational. And I think that's something that's, that's a very important point for anyone that's looking to get into this. You don't just do it because it's hot. You do it because it makes sense to do it. Because that's where your customers or your, you know, your users are going to be. Yeah. Uh, yep, and, yep. and you're going to be able to, to better communicate with them and provide them with a better experience of your company, not a worse one. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, you know, uh, first of all, you, you need to, and I, you know, we'll have this in the show notes. You absolutely have to read this article um, because uh, no, not only is it, it sort of taking shots at the existing state of of conversational commerce and bot commerce and, and chatbots in, in general, um, you know, also because I love the fact that it says frustrating and useless and slowest way to use the internet, <laughs> and they are they are fundamental. Like it's it links you to the Gizmodo article where where it's like that's the pull quote from it. Um, but n- every single like first of all, this is you know like a 4,000 word article. Um, but it's, it like, it makes full on recommendations for things that are actually cutting edge yeah. and a lot of, uh, or, or, or at least good starts in the right direction. Yep. Um, so it, it talks, it talks a lot. Like if you kind of get down a little bit into the article, um, you know, uh, about, uh, it talks a little bit about messaging platforms still being in their infancy. Yes. Um, and it talks a little bit about, uh, you know, user context, and I think that this is, for me, this is the biggest piece of the puzzle is yes. that some things are correct in one context and not in another. Um, obviously, you know, I, I, I think, you know, kind of outside of conversational commerce, forget that for a second. But um, 
there are so many uh, obvious wins for things like an Amazon Dash button or an Internet of Things like, you know, physical uh, uh, interactivity, but they don't make sense, you know, in every context. So a really good example of this is something that I'm playing with right now. You know, I am a developer um, and I have an Amazon IoT button. And I and I bought it, you know, just to kind of like play with it. But I'm finding that there are ways um, to use the button where a button press means something different depending on where what I'm doing in the application at the moment. So I've hooked this button up that if I'm in a certain, like if I'm looking at a product detail page in my online store, the button means something there. If I'm looking at an admin page like shipping information, the button means something completely different there. And I think that Let's apply that to conversational commerce for a moment. And and she sort of, you know, opines a bit about, um, you know, if we had contextual information like sensor data, mm-hmm. profile data, geolocation, uh, these services could be so much, so much smarter. And I think that they can actually start to become used against you. In fact, there was a, um, a really great article today, I believe, on Gizmodo um, that talked about um, Apple filing for a patent of understanding safe spaces or camera free zones. Um, so such as like bathrooms or, um, or possibly even, uh, 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 you know, security areas in airports or something that effect. and actually Apple filed a patent to be able to disable the camera when you enter, you know, a geo boundary that's considered to be a camera free zone. Um, so I think context while, while I may hate that idea and I think that's a terrible idea, I think context is coming into play in a bigger way for us to understand that, you know, uh, there, there's a lot more, uh, uh, from, from a conversational commerce point of view, there's a lot more opportunity to take use of, of the context of the situation or, or where a person happens but, to be or what they're doing. And that's exactly what we talked about last episode. I mean, it is. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, I, there's so many uses for that, um, where, you know, People are on the go, they're on the move, they're doing something. And Google recognizes that what's going on and and then all of a sudden provides them with an opportunity through chat to do something. That I mean the, it it's um it's gonna revolutionize how we do business um and how we sell to people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Um, um, also, we don't need to go into that further since we already talked about it. Like, at, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, go back time, and listen but... to the last episode because we we went very very deep on that. Um, I, I I think uh, the 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 back half of this whole article uh, really talks about some of the challenges about um, us not learning how to adapt our language and speech to what a computer can understand, and more about taking deeper steps. Um, and how Facebook AI Research Center is taking deeper steps um, to apply deep learning to natural language understanding. And this is something that, you know, Alexa gets very, very right, is uh, natural language search uh, or natural language understanding. Um, maybe maybe you can kind of cover this a little bit, and uh, 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 you know, from, from, from a conversational commerce. I mean, conversation is everything, you know, it's, it's all about our colloquialisms it's all about how we speak um and that happened that's very different in every language right exactly and and that actually that was uh and that's one of the advantages that siri has right now um where it actually has some of those some of those abilities already built in and uh i think everyone else is behind on that right now um so no, I think that's this is some good points there, um, and the article gets gets a little bit further in as well. Um, there's just a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's still not quite figured out yet. Um, I think, um, and I, I think that uh, you know again that gets back to the point that we were talking about this whole time, which is um, you know because because this there's still pieces of technology that are kind of uh, maybe not missing, but just aren't completely um, available yet. Uh, I think one of the keys to getting involved in this space and actually utilizing it for your business is making sure that you don't get too far ahead of yourself. Um, the There's a, a major danger, um, bec- again, because of the hype here, into trying to build yeah, yeah, an even more elaborate experience to sort of 
make up for certain things. And I think that that could cause actually more problems. Sort of start simple. And then um, as the technology allows you, then build on top of that and get deeper. Because otherwise you're going to build an experience that's, uh, that, that is sort of overbuilt and not ready. Like the users won't be ready for what you have. And, you, and they um, won't be able to leverage everything that you need them. Leverage. And and one of the things that I think is is amazing is that we shouldn't have to teach it. Like we 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 shouldn't have to teach someone how to interact with the device at this point. We you know we, we, there's enough data uh, available uh, that we should be learning you know what works and what doesn't and applying mm-hmm. what we've learned over time to to making <laughs> smarter interfaces. Again, gets back to Silicon Valley, like <laughs> dump this whole budget. <laughs> Into teaching people how to use his software because yeah. he's too far ahead of himself. Um, yeah, no, it, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely. a problem. So, so one of the things that I think is also really great about um, talking about some of the uh, some of the challenges uh, in conversational commerce is 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 some of the challenges that we see today um, on the app side of things. Uh, so, um, do you remember the term mashup? Uh, a few yeah. years ago, you remember yeah. this? Remember this term mashup? So, um, it, it it sort of reminds me of that. Like a lot of the opportunity that we see that exists right now in in the in in this conversational commerce space is what I think we would have called a mashup ten years ago, which is you know providing things like Uber inside of Facebook Messenger or uh or uh, you know these skills that you know uh in the uh Alexa skills uh kits you know sort of store um the the problem is 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 like the shop spring site uh getting into the context of shopping on on spring uh happened to be a very jarring experience because it took you out of the context that you were in and so one of the things that is happening today is revolutions in in deep linking into uh, very specific portions of apps that you may already have on your phone. So, for instance, uh, Facebook Messenger. Uh, when you're using Facebook Messenger app on your phone, um, when you call an Uber, uh, you can do pretty much everything in Facebook Messenger. The only thing that requires the Uber app is the actual launching into the you know into the accepting of the fare right. and for it to deep link to the accept of the fare um is a very big technological hurdle to overcome and i think this is something that we're going to have to a lot of people are going to be cutting um uh their own paths <laughs> uh so to speak we're blazing trails here for for people uh because i it, it, we're going to have to deal with that from a conversational commerce point of view and right now almost all of digital commerce are you know business to consumer catalog sites right um and so <laughs> you know in much like the shop spring experience you, you know to make that effortless right now you have to buy into facebook's entire platform from payments right. to to identity there there will probably come a revolution in that space of uh and and actually i'm i'm sick to even say this but you know microsoft is actually very well poised to do this now with uh, <laughs> with Skype and LinkedIn, yep. Um, but uh, an ident like a canonical identity, yes. A canonical, um, a canonical identity well, that Google, that will. I mean, Google's the closest ahead. to this, right? I mean, uh, well, Google kinda. certainly knows m- most about us, but Google is famously bad at creating um, at creating chat applications, and, <laughs> and certainly, also, and, uh, I'm not saying within the yeah. chat space, but in terms of right. like you know accomplishing what you're co- talking about at a, at a higher level, uh, I I think that they're very close to this, and and I think the reason why I say maybe they are actually close on the chat side is because that's where they're investing now. Like that, like I feel like chat was always sort of this side project. And now it's not. And that's actually why, you know, this last, you know, IO is yeah. such a big deal because they are investing. I mean, in it was that. basically the centerpiece of the entire IO right. conference, right? Exactly. So, right. And people, right. well, I shouldn't say people trust Google. People use Google. So I yeah, think, absolutely. you know, <laughs> I, you know, I've got all of my credentials and, and identity tied up in Google because of FI. You know, and oh sure, yeah, oh fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's huge lock in. Yeah, yeah, there's huge lock in. I, I, I think I'm just sort of thinking to myself, I, I would like to be able to manage my, my, my real identity, 
um, in, in a lot of different facets from my business and my personal and, you know, have all of that. It doesn't all have to happen in the context of payments, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like an identity, you know, me controlling my identity, uh, doesn't necessarily have to just do with the billing and shipping address and the name that is on my credit card. Dude, that Um, is another episode ahead. Absolutely. (laughs) I think, um, you know, with, uh, (laughs) uh, I, I can't wait to get to sort of where I see things going with body data and PII and, and sort of other, other indicators of, of identity and, and that sure. aren't necessarily tied to our purchasing accounts, but we'll be able to access any type of purchasing account with that data. Yeah, um, I, I just don't think that, you know, PayPal, why they, why they may know a lot about me, um, PayPal still thinks that my phone number is the phone number that I had, you know, 15, 18 years ago when I signed up for PayPal to begin with. And I've somehow, I've tried for 15 years to change that phone number and it just will never change. I there it's, it's somewhere deep inside their, their mainframe. I think does that, here's, does that here, say something about PayPal. Oh maybe, my gosh. I, yeah, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the thing that I'm, I'm trying to get to, which I felt like was such a good segue and I've really, I've yes, really sucked you it are, up here. No, dude, you were going for it and I saw you going for it and no, I kind that, of interrupted you because I no, was it's excited. good. It's good. It's good. No, so, segue Segway. These because these challenges are very difficult. Things like deep linking and app to app communication, because they're so difficult, we're starting to see small little businesses and services that are prop uh, starting to crop up that uh, do only that and they do it well. Yes, um, and so because these are like little micro platforms that just enable communication from app to app, and because we're starting to see things like instant apps, which are you know, or, or, uh, progressive web apps. Yeah. These are things that are happening right, right now, you know, instead of writing, uh, integrations directly one-to-one with every one of these little platforms, we need to have federated, uh, um, platforms that allow communication between a lot of different, uh, a lot of different types of platform, almost like a fabric, if you will, um, <laughs> careful with that word <laughs> there's the paypal uh, uh tie-in um but i uh, if, if we had a federated platform for us to be able to uh to tap into uh for us to not have to do one-to-one uh uh integrations yes i i think that takes us to the next level the problem is is that in at least in in the app to app space there's really only two players right now um there's a company called button and there's a company called uh, branch and they're both sort of taking this almost like analytics quasi analytics marketing platform advertising platform approach so you can get uh not just deep linking but like branded links and attribution and i guess that's how i guess that's how you monetize something that's sort of a novel idea um but I think it sort of just proves out that really those are the only two to speak of. It sort of just proves out there's nobody doing this stuff right yeah. now. Yeah, there's so and, and that that segues into something else that I think is a huge deal. Um, and, 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 you know, the, the article sort of closes out with this, which is that, you know, there's actually a lot of opportunity here. A lot of opportunity. Yep. Um, and there's actually a lot, uh, this is based off another article that, that we talked about recently. Yeah. There's actually a lot of capital out there. Um, in short, entrepreneurs need to start moving, moving on this stuff because there, there's so many things that can be done right now. Sure. Basically needs in the market that are not being addressed. Yep. And there's a bunch of money out there waiting for people to actually go fill those needs. Now I'm sure that there's, so, so the article that you're talking about is on uh, startup grind and, um, and uh, it, the title of it, I think basically says the whole, it's the whole message. Uh, Mark Andreessen and Clayton Christensen are quoted as saying venture capital is abundant, but opportunity is scarce. And I don't I, think that they mean that, that there's not needs in the marketplace. I think that they mean that there's not a lot of people that are actually filling those needs that yeah. are, are that, that are worth investing in. Well, so, so here's the, so again, another great pull quote, um, big companies that are well run are very focused on their current customers, 
becoming sustaining and innovators and making mm-hmm. them, you know, blind to innovative disruptors. Yes. So the gap that opens up is, is essentially uh, people that come in and sort of uh, that are specialized in this particular area um, instead of companies that are focused on other parts and aspects of their business. You know, what we usually see is uh, in, in new areas of tech, um, how many stories have you heard of uh, overnight millionaire, you know, app developers, you know, in the past, well, in the first few years of, of, of the, the mobile uh, computing revolution? I mean, every single, everywhere. everywhere, every single app developer um, in 2009, 10 and 11, every one of them, uh, if they were, if they were, you know, actually real legitimate services firms, those, those mm-hmm. guys were cranking in millions of dollars Yes, because there was nobody, it was like a land rush. There was nobody doing it. And, and this is the, I think this is the message I'm taking away. This whole, this whole, uh, uh, this is a whole brand new market and there's nobody that's servicing this market right. and the big players are going to need, uh, you know, the big players in retail are going to need people that have, uh, uh, experience in innovating in the space to be able to take them into this era. Well, and that's and, what she, I mean, that's what she says. Sarah says yeah. that, in, you know, in that article, she, I mean, she's with Greylock, right? She right. says, I'm actively looking to invest in the conversational economy. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's right there. It's right there. The VC community is saying, please give us something because it's, it's, it's so obvious to us but no one's doing something with it. So get out there and do something with it. Um, yep. and, and I think not only do we need uh, people innovating the technology side, but we're also going to need a system of, of integrators out there as well. I think yeah. that's going to be another big piece to this is we're going to need people to actually cons- consult and, and help businesses determine how to actually leverage all these technologies so that it's not just a scattershot approach. Uh, I think that's going to be really important is good guidance and, and smart thinking about how to leverage these technologies that are coming. Otherwise you're going to get lost in a sea of new technology without uh, a good guide guidepost to show you what to do. Uh, Gosh, if that's not, uh, you know, if that's not a pull quote for our show notes. I don't know what is. <laughs> I yeah, we're coming up close. I, we we thought we would barely go twenty minutes on this. I think we're coming up close <laughs> on an hour now. You know, my 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 gut tells me, yeah. There's, I, I think we started out this conversation. There's a long way to go. I think we're wrapping it up on a more positive note that there's tremendous amounts of opportunity. Yes. Um, I think there's going to be some bumps along the way. The thing that, the thing that I think every single retailer or every, every, you know, everyone in this marketplace is, is going to be focused on is that, you know, essentially, listen, at the end of the day, we are trying to reach more people with our goods and services. And the, the, the fact is, um, there are, you know, um, well, goodness gracious, I, uh, there are a billion people using WhatsApp right now, a billion a billion people using WhatsApp. There are 800 million people every month using Facebook Messenger. That is your market, okay? And if you are a first player to the space, you you will you will undoubtedly have you know have uh, an advantage in the marketplace. The thing is, is that well, putting putting your 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 fashion shopping site on Facebook Messenger is very obviously. And and now we've seen, <laughs> now we've seen, uh, uh, you know, uh, from BuzzFeed's pr- perspective, uh, it, it's it's obviously the wrong approach. Um, so we need to really take stock of the types of things that belong in a conversational context. Yes, actually, let's just end on that note. Okay. I, yeah, that was good. I like that. I like it. I like it. So so you know, I'm I am I am definitely uh, bullish. I think that this is. You know, this is uh, this is where things are headed. This is the reason why we created the whole podcast in the first place. Same here. Obviously, we're obviously we're bullish. This is, <laughs> and we want to know what... if you're bullish. <laughs> I want to know yes. what you think. Give um, us some comments. Let yes, us know what please. you think. Talk to us about what you want to hear us talk about um, and research for you, and um, you know, guests that you want to see on the show. I know we haven't brought one in yet, but we're going to. It's, hap- it it's happening. Awesome. 
it's happening. And uh, so anyway, yeah, it's been another uh, uh, another great conversation. Thank you for listening to Future Commerce. We want you, like Brian said, we want you to give us feedback. Uh, so scroll to the bottom here if you're listening on futurecommerce.fm. If you're on the site right now, go to the discuss comment box below. Leave some feedback here on this message. We want to know what you like, what you didn't like. Um, we want you to subscribe as well so you can listen to us on the go. So go to iTunes right now, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. That helps us to get this show out to more people and uh, and broaden our audience. And also, remember, you can um, you can subscribe both on iTunes and Google Play, or you can listen right now on your Amazon Echo with the phrase, Alexa, play future commerce. I and said Alexa. I, but I bunched it up really tight Ooh, so that she work. didn't really hear good it. <laughs> um <laughs> So until next time, uh, thank you and uh, look toward the future. Adios. Adios.